Hi, I'm Dr. D.Z. Cofield, Senior Pastor at the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. And I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. Whether you are near or far, this Christmas devotional is just for you. We want to encourage you to make sure that worship is your priority this Christmas season. So from all of us to all of you, happy holidays. Now, today I have a special devotional message I want to share with you that I hope will encourage you and your family members during your time of fellowship, fun, festivities, good food, friends, all of that great stuff to always remember that at the center of our celebration should be the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, we've got some great music for you. Man, our choir and our praise team, tremendous ministry of music, and I wanna share that with you today. I wanna make sure you sing along with them, that you get into the Christmas groove, the Christmas vibe, the holiday cheer. Man, just get into it and allow the Lord to minister to you and following that, we'll have our word for today. All right, God bless.
Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I love you. Hallelujah. Lord, I worship you. Hallelujah. When I consider the heavens and the works of the hand, who am I that you are mindful of me and the son of man that thou visitest me? Psalms 8 said, oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. It got so good to the writer that he started the hymn that way and he closed it out again the same way. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. Your name is strength, your name is power, a strong tower makes me Nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. Oh, nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. Repeat after me. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Your name is strength. Your name is power. A strong tower makes me safe. And we're crying. Nobody like you, Lord.
Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who wouldn't serve God like this? I ask you the question, who wouldn't serve a God like this? Think of his goodness and all that he's done. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? I dare you to tell your testimony Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Come on, you say Who wouldn't serve? Who wouldn't serve a God like this? He's brought you over hills and valleys Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Brought us our whole all away. How we love you and we cry out and we call you provider, provider sustainer, sustainer waymaker.
song. Sister Petrina Wright did a tremendous job in ministering that song along with our praise team. And that song is so true. We serve such an awesome God. And when you think about your years of not knowing Jesus and then coming to know Jesus and the difference his presence has made in your life, you got to say the same thing. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Now, listen, I want us to go to God in prayer, ask God's blessings on our time, and then I want to share with you a devotional message that I hope and pray will encourage you and inspire you to be the best that you can possibly be. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this devotional celebration. Thank you for the brothers and sisters who are watching this both near and far, who are watching it in Houston and around the country and even around the world. I pray now, God, that this Christmas devotional will help somebody to center their lives around you, who you are the hope and light of the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, listen, I don't have to ask if you finished your Christmas shopping because if you didn't, it's too late. I think the overwhelming majority of you have finished your shopping and by the time you're watching this this morning, you have probably already opened your packages. But let me ask you a question. Was there anybody that you decided to shop for that was hard to shop for? I mean, somebody that it was a real challenge to find a gift for them. Now, typically, when you have somebody who is hard to shop for, it usually falls into one of two categories in terms of the difficulty of buying for them. One, trying to find something they don't already have. Because if you have somebody who it appears they have everything, and if they want something, they just go in and get it, then it's like, God, what do I get for that person? And then the second reason that it's hard to shop for them is because you know that what they probably don't have costs way more than you can afford, right? So it's hard to shop for those kind of people. Now, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I always wanted to buy really, really special gifts for my mom, for my dad, 
for my grandparents in particular, but couldn't do it because literally I had to get their money to buy them a gift, right? And so back in that day before the advent of large super malls and things like that, we literally walked around the corner from 636 Hancock Street, Brooklyn, New York, and went to the drugstore. And I would buy gifts there for my grandmother, some Gina Tay, you know, got to give my grandfather some Old Spice. This is way before Von Miller started pitching for Old Spice, right? Get him some Old Spice, get my dad some English leather and that kind of stuff, get my mom some bubble bath or something simple. But here's what I was wondering. As you check around your tree and you look at the gifts that you have purchased, I bet you there's a gift that's not there that should be there. Like of all the people that it's hard to shop for, can I ask you a question? How hard would it be if God was on your shopping list? Like if you thought about buying God a present. Now, we know that the Christmas season is a time where we are to celebrate the birth of Jesus. But here's the problem. Even though we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we don't think about a gift to give to Jesus. So let me ask you a question. What would you give to God? What gift would you give to Jesus Christ? Well, there's no question he's hard to shop for because the Bible says the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to God. So it's not like he doesn't have everything. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. You really couldn't afford to buy him anything that he doesn't already have because he owns everything. And whatever you would use to purchase it, it came from him. So here's the question. What would you give to the God who has everything? Does he deserve a gift? No question. Because if we look at how good God has been to us, he deserves a gift. Is it his birthday? Absolutely. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. So what would you give to him? That's what I want to talk about today. This devotional message is titled, What to Give to the God Who Has Everything. What would you give to God? What should you give to God? What will I give to the God who has everything? And our foundational text is Psalm 116. Psalm 116. And I want to begin around verse 12 of Psalm 116. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. First thing you have to do if you're going to give a gift to God, you must give God your person. You must give God your person. What can I give to the God who has everything? I can present my body a living sacrifice to him. The psalmist says, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. The psalmist says the first thing I need to give God, I need to give God my person in the form of salvation. That's what he says in verse 13. I will lift up the cup of salvation 
and call on the name of the Lord. That word for salvation can be applied in many ways. It can speak to a spiritual salvation, but it can also speak to a physical deliverance, right? Or a mental deliverance, a deliverance from hardship, a heartache, when God brings us through or brings us out of a difficult situation. And the Bible says that we are to celebrate, lift up that cup of salvation. Stop for a moment and think about what God has brought you through. Remember what God has not kept you from, he has brought you through. And so while many times we lament what we have come through, we forget to celebrate the one who has brought us through. John 5, 24 says, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. But we not only give him our salvation, but we must also embrace sanctification. When we talk about giving God our person, it's not just beginning the journey of salvation or experiencing deliverance, but how do we in an ongoing fashion continue to interact with God? Psalm 116 verse 16 says, Oh Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. You are setting me free. That, that idea of deliverance, that idea that once I am saved, once I am delivered, what are those things that continue to have me bound? And the psalmist says, man, I'm going to celebrate, God, the fact that you have loosed me. In Mark chapter 12, verse 30, Jesus responding to that man who asked him, what's the greatest of the law? says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That we are to give God everything. We are to present to God our whole person. So listen, today on this celebration of this holy day, the birth of Jesus, what are you going to give to the God who has everything? I submit to you, you have to start by giving him your person. Saying to God, Lord, I give myself to you. I surrender myself to you. Here's the second thing. Number two, you must give God your possessions. You've got to give God your possessions. You must give him your person first, but then you've got to give God your possessions. You can't come with your person and not give him your possessions. Look at what the text says in verse 14. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Verse 18, I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, O Jerusalem. I will pay my vows. The paying of vows was made good when a person who made the vow followed through on the payment of that vow. So in other words, when a person made a vow, made a commitment to God, and they came back and they said, you know what? I made that vow. Now I'm going to make good on it. My grandfather used to say, your word is your bond. Your word is your bond. It should be more powerful and, and more uh, contractual than any contract you could sign. When you shake a man's hand, you gave a man your word, your word is your bond. God says when you make a vow to him, you must make good on that vow, that commitment to God. Now listen, how many times have we made commitments to God, especially when we were in trouble? You remember when you were in trouble and you told the Lord, you said, Lord, Oh, God, if you get me out of this, Lord, I promise you, 
I'm going to be at church every Sunday. Or maybe you said something like this, Lord, if that test come back negative, God, if you deliver me out of this relationship, Lord, if you make a way for me, I'm going to serve you for the rest of my life. Now, here's the promise. Here's the problem. We make more vows in the midst of our problems than we keep in the midst of our prosperity. Let me say it again. We make more vows in the face of our problems than we keep in the midst of our prosperity. Because in the midst of our prosperity, we get self-imposed amnesia. It's like, we don't remember what we told God. We did it for a minute, and then after a while, we move off. The Bible says that you should make your commitment to God and make it good. You see, the truth of the matter is, God doesn't even accept worship that is empty-handed. We should never come to God empty-handed. We should always come back and be people of our word when we talk about our worship of God. Psalm 50 verse 14 says, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the most high. I like 2 Corinthians chapter 8, beginning at verse 9. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Here is my advice. This is the New Living Translation. Verse 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you have started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. We are to give God our possessions. We're talking about what to give to the God who has everything. You got to give him your person. You got to give him your possessions. Here's the third and final thing, and it's right here in the text. You must give God your praise. You must give God your praise. Verse 17, Psalm 116, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. Verse 19, in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. It's in this spirit and act of thankfulness that we give to God what he so richly deserves. And I want you to think about this. I want you to think about how one of a kind this gift is. When you give God your person, when you give God your possessions, when you give God your praise, you are giving God a one of a kind gift. Arguably the most valuable things in the world are those things that are one of a kind. If they're commonplace, every and anybody has them, the value goes down. But when you get a one-of-a-kind gift, the value of it is almost unmeasurable. Listen, we talk about giving to God something, the God that has everything, the one thing God wants from you that you must give him is more of yourself. Psalm 50, verse 23 
The sacrifice that honors me is a thankful heart. Obey me and I, your God, will show my power to save. When you obey me, I will show my power to save. So do it with a thankful heart. Hosea 14, 2 says, return to me and say, please forgive our sins. Accept our good sacrifices of praise instead of bulls. I love Hebrews 13, 15 here. The New Century Version says, so through Jesus, let us always offer to God our sacrifice of praise coming from lips that speak his name. Since God has blessed you with all that you have, what is a more fitting gift to give to God than the gift of yourself? Since you were washed in his blood, sealed by his spirit, saved by his grace, what is a more fitting gift that you can give to God than the gift of yourself? So, what do you give to the God who has everything? Here's the picture I want you to get. Find a box that is so big you can fit inside of it. And if you could, wrap it yourself. If not, let somebody else wrap it for you. Or maybe just do something like this. Take one of those bowls that you put on a present and put it on yourself. And on that little card that's attached, write to God from me. Put your name on it and give yourself to the Lord. Say to God, Lord, I'm available to you. Lord, I give to you all that I am. And for those of you who have given yourself to the Lord, give him more of you and let him have more control of your life. Now, listen, throughout this service, you've had an opportunity to give, send in prayer requests, be part of our family during this holiday devotional. And I want to thank you for watching. Thank you for being with us. I want us to close in prayer. And if you'd like to support this ministry or be part of our outreach work, all of our offering today goes to our mission and outreach work. We don't just serve families during the holiday season. We serve them year round and we serve them in the area of food and physical food. But we also help people spiritually. We also help people in terms of health and wellness and other issues. And let me give you an example. You know, this past month, December, we have a community empowerment event. We had an event called End the Year in the Pink. We not only fed over 500 people, but the other thing that we did, we partnered with one of our local partners, Texas Southern University Breast Care Clinic, and we had a mobile mammogram machine brought here, and we encouraged women to end the year in the pink to get screened for breast cancer. We had 38 women get screened. It was a tremendous day. One of the women, they found a lump, and so they were able to refer her and get her in immediately to get a diagnostic mammogram. Other women who got good news, they could rest easy. Well, those are just some of the things that we do here at the Good Oak Missionary Baptist Church, and your support helps us to continue to take hope to the world, to continue to be salt and light, in this decaying and dark world. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for your support. If you're in the Houston area, come by and see us. 
at the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church. You can get our address and information at goodhope.org, and you can find us there. We have two morning services, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock, and we would love to see your face in the place. You can also follow us via streaming at goodhope.org. You can continue to support this ministry in any number of ways. Thank you for being with us. All right, listen, have a happy holiday. Let's go to God in prayer and let's close. Father, thank you for today. I pray now, God, that as we think about what to give to you, I pray that every person under the sound of my voice, rich or poor, young or old, black or white, male or female, every person under the sound of my voice would recognize that they have an ability to give to you a one-of-a-kind gift, and that's the gift of themselves. So, God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they would give themselves to you. For somebody, it's in the form of salvation because they need you. And I pray, God, that they would go to our website and get the information they need to learn how to accept you as Savior. For somebody else, they already know you. They need to grow in you. So, God, I pray for them today that they would make a commitment to grow in you. That if they're looking for a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching church, they would find their way to the Good Hope Church if they're in the Houston area. But if not, that they would find a church somewhere to have their spirit man fed and to continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of you, our Lord and Savior. We bless you today and we thank you for this holiday season. And we pray now that our Christmas celebration, our holiday celebration, will be a time where we make you the renewed priority for our life and living. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Till next time, God bless.